welcome to the Herald and Modcast. What's up, Slime? Slime? Are you referring to me as Slime? What's poppin' Slime? No, I do not accept that. Well, it's Slime season. <laughs> what do you mean? That like that just makes me think of Ghostbusters. No, it's Slime season three. What? That's Young Thug's new album. Uh-huh. Everybody go listen to Slime Season 3. It's a really good album. It's on Spotify. Check it out. I listened to it all day yesterday. And I was dancing, and I was naked, and I was <laughs> smoking up some cool drugs with my homies. Will Young Thug give us some money for plugging it? Maybe he'll give us tickets. Maybe he'll give us free tattoos. No. Thank you. Maybe I have he'll, enough. Maybe he'll give us some free liquid codeine. No. Well, maybe he'll give us free Sprite with mixed with liquid codeine. <laughs> No. Oh, okay. He'll he'll give you a free copy of Slime Season 3. I'll take it. Sold. What up? We have a lot to get to today about The Walking Dead and the upcoming Season 6 finale where someone will die. It's It's been made pretty clear by all indications that someone will die in this final season finale. Final season finale? It's a redundant, yeah, <laughs> in the season finale, which is this Sunday, and it's also 90 minutes, Ooh. and we'll, they'll be introduced to a new antagonist, Negan, who we've, I've been waiting for a long time. I've been reading the comics. I'm far ahead from where the show is going to end, if I'm guessing correctly. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty much done the third compendium. Nice. Um, which is great, and so I'll be well ahead. I'll be well into the next season uh, by the time I finish. Well, look at you. Look yeah. Look at you cool. But it's just also sad because I have a good idea of what's coming. I have a good idea of what's coming. I think most people do at this point. Even if you don't read the comics, like on Talking Dead and all the forums and the tweets, like you know what's coming. You at least have an idea. And they've released the first like image of Negan, which is like mm-hmm. the back shot with the baseball bat, Lucille, with yeah. the barbed wire overs. Yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Who, after watching, we remember we watched that movie Salvation, and he plays yes. the really bad sort of ex Marine cowboy in the it was like oh, a, yeah. in that western cool he, western. And he plays a nasty motherfucker. Mm-hmm. He kills all the innocent people in the town when his brothers dies, and Mad Michelson plays the guy who has his family killed. It's a cool little uh, instant watch horror uh, western on Amazon. Was it on Amazon? On it's Amazon. on SVOD right now, and yeah, Mads Michelson, who you've Seen many times as the bad guy. He was in, he was the bad guy in Casino Royale. Yeah, and many other. Well, he plays Hannibal in Hannibal. He play, That's right. He's Hannibal. He's Hannibal Lecter on the NBC show that was recently canceled. But people swear yeah, by that show. I know. I've never seen it. my sister loved it. I've seen it. It's fantastic. I've, I, I'd watch it. I mean, that guy is a great actor. He's a great character actor and and now leading man. He yeah. Can lead a show or a movie and go watch Salvation because it gives a good indicator of what Jeffrey Dean Morgan might do with Negan as a bad guy. Good one. Yeah, yeah. Totally. No, yeah. I mean, I just want to say one more thing about that. I really liked Mads Michelson as a, as a hero. He always plays a bad guy. Mostly. And, and him opposite Jeffrey Dean Morgan, you're right. I mean, that that's right. You guys should all go out and see that movie. Yeah. This weekend, before Negan is introduced, we're probably not going to meet him till you know, the, the toward end. the end. Yeah, it's a 90-minute episode. I'm going to guess we'll meet him in the last 20 minutes or half hour, I'm going to guess. Yeah. I'm excited. 90 minutes, man. When they do that, some shit's going to go down. I know. And I mean, you know, they threw out this red herring last weekend with 
So let's we, catch let's up a catch little. Catch yeah. up a little. All right. So when last we left off here, we had the girl power episode with Maggie and Carol when they got themselves out of yeah. being captured. They orchestrated a you know their own their own freedom. Yep. In, in freaking badass fashion, they took everybody out. They killed them all, fucking up close and personal, and then they fucking boonswoggled the uh, the saviors that came in yep. f- as backup. So they took out the whole crew, man. It was a really good episode. That was a great episode. Then we went into another one where we sort of saw Carol on, you know, kind of falling apart a little coming bit. Coming undone, yeah, yeah. She's coming undone. It's it's weighing on her conscience, yeah. and it's weighing on her. Uh, her her mental and her physical. She's starting to show it physically. These uh, it's trauma setting in. I think you know. It's really interesting work by Melissa McBride, the actress who plays Carol. Because awesome. she she's freaking. I can't believe she hasn't gotten Emmys for this performance. But she there's a couple times where you know you still see her as Carol kicking ass, but yeah. she's unglued and she's crying, and you sort of aren't sure. You're like, oh she's my god, is she really? Yeah, she really like because she like the last week's episode. She leaves. She leaves Alexandria. Well, we should say the episode before that. They end it with her leaving a note, yeah, saying she's leaving. And there's a sort of ADR sort of voiceover thing of her reading the note or something like this, or writing the note. Yeah, and then this current episode, it's them knowing that finding out she's left, going out to find her. Yep, and her inter her she gets head to head face off with some of the saviors. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about the episode before that, where there is a a murder and a death. That was sort of swapped out from the comics, which I didn't see coming, but I was expecting because the the opening of the episode, there's a sequence where Eugene and Abraham are like having a sort of peaceful conversation Mm -hmm. walking through an alley and it's very still and very sort of, now I'll say tranquil, but there's no one around. And in that instance, in the comic book, a horrible thing happens, and that was sort of transferred on to Merritt Weaver's character of... Denise. Denise taking a fucking bow and arrow, an arrow through the eye. Yeah. And that, in the comic, is Abraham. And so wow. while that was happening in the show, I was, like, holding my breath, like, oh, fuck, it's going to happen any second. He's going to catch an arrow through his fucking head. Yeah, you head. said that. I yeah. remember when we were watching, you were like, oh, you saw them walking, and you were like, oh, no, Well, because no. the conversation went on too long, and they weren't cutting away. Mm-hmm. And I think they did that to any of the comic book fans, because it, would like, really built this tension. They're sort of talking about what they're going to do, and Eugene wants to make ammunition, which also ha- happens in the comic. Mm-hmm. And uh, so and they were just, like, there was, like, this long sort of tracking shot, and then close-ups of them from behind and, and then in, right right. in front like a tight two shot and I was just sort of like oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck oh fuck yeah. and it didn't happen so I'm like oh I guess they're not going to do it they're going to save it for later because remember you thought that Abraham was going to die when he lost the necklace I did like, that I, was a sign I, and he also keeps having these what's it all mean conversations whenever they have the what's it all mean what's it all about what's it all about speech they die most most often most often and so he'd had a couple of those and yeah he had one with the when he got the military suit yep mm-hmm and he kept getting spared. Yep. And so, I mean, I guess the whole losing the necklace was just sort of symbolic of him leaving Rosita. Rosita, yeah. But uh, I really thought he was going to die. And I, yeah, he still could. We don't know he what's going to happen. He still could, but he won't die that way. Right. They kind of used that nut on Merritt Weaver. Yeah. Which, which is oh, intense. Because that was she 
has her little coming to Jesus uh, speech. Yes. And it's literally mid-speech, which happens to Abraham. And he's speaking like he gets his last words out as the arrow's going through his fucking head. And they do that with Merritt Weaver. Yep. And it's at the end of the episode where she sort of... Uh, she goes with Rosita and Daryl for a little recon mission to get antibiotics. And, and she medicine. hasn't gone out before. She's never left Alexandria. Yeah. And it, and it shows because there's a few instances within the episode where she kind of has these breaking moments. Remember in the in the pharmacy when she goes into that room and there's like such de- <gasps> oh. like decomposed walker. It was some of the coolest walker makeup we've seen it was, was that single walker. Because yeah. it was like a pharmacist. It had some sort of like scrubs on or something. Yeah. Maybe not. But it was so like melted away. Like the flesh yeah. was falling off its bones. And it was just like half a torso in the corner. And then inside the tub it was like or the sink was like full of blood with a little baby's foot hanging out of it which Mm -hmm. she like ran out and like puked yeah and had a moment like broke down and shit well that was a cool scene too because you didn't know what was going to happen and you know it's always interesting to me that the show manages to still keep it suspenseful you yeah. still sort of like when they walk into, I mean, which you think is kind of hokey and it's like, all right, we've been here before walking into a dark room and there's walkers, but you're still kind of like, you don't know what's going to happen and you're still sort of scared and startled. Yeah. So, which they did well with this episode. Yeah, they did. Especially in those, there's a couple instances where she's sort of put to the test and mm. her sort of grits put to the test, you know, and then we see her going through the name tag keychains and she grabs a dentist and you're like who was that was that her lover or boyfriend or it turns out to be her twin brother who was moments older than her and we find out that about her also another thing I feel like with characters the more you find out about their past they're gonna die die. yeah (laughs) like when you find out T-Dog T-Dog, yeah. It was a perfect example of totally, that. We totally. didn't, we, in fact, we were kind of like, eh, T-Dog. Yeah. And then all of a sudden we started to get to like a him. A fondness was growing between the audience and the, his character. Yeah. And then it's like, he died saving Lori or Carol. 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 He's, he died saving Carol. Yeah. yeah. He got bit horribly on the arm and then he just got eaten. In the neck. And then and in the oh. neck. And yeah, it was a shame because he started pulling his weight. T-Dog. T-Dog was always so like second guessing like he was yeah. never sure of himself or what he wanted or who what his role was in the group he yeah was always sort of uh you know not really pulling his weight not right. really you know letting the, everybody else decide and then he really started stepping up in season three in the prison yeah and taking charge in his own way i know and then yeah and then he ate it we were, we were genuinely kind of pissed about i was that. i was because he was coming around like if he yeah. would have got eaten in season two i'm like okay bring in like Bob, bring in like a new guy, bring in Tyrese, you know, yeah, where's, yeah. where's the Tyrese character, you know? Yep. But yeah, but by the time season three came around, it was, it was a shame. And this, that's, they continue to do that and it's good, you know, it's good television. Yeah. It really fucks with you. So, so what we were left basically, uh, the three of them, Rosita, Daryl and, and Merritt Weaver, Denise are walking down the tracks, the train tracks. Which Daryl didn't want to do. No, because of Terminus. Terminus, yeah. Right, he's like, I'm not taking tracks again. Yeah. Because he met up with those claimed guys on right. the tracks. And so he didn't take the tracks on the way there. Right. He decided to take the tracks on the way back. Mistake. Mistake. Yeah. And, uh, oh, was Eugene there? Oh, no, that's what happened. Because Eugene and, and Abraham get in a big fight, a big argument in the ammo-making facility. Right. And there's a walker, and Eugene wants to take him out. But that was another really cool makeup, because it's a walker that has all this sort of, like, molten lead Yes. To its oh, head. that was one of the coolest ones. Yeah, and it's all like f- sort of solidified all over his skull. And, and he so can't get he the, can't choppy. Yeah, he has he a can't. machete, he can't, or a knife, and he can't 
puncture him and he's not experienced enough to kind of go under his chin right or like in the back of the neck so the walker like easily overtakes him and then abraham has to step in and eugene's like this you don't do that for me anymore i'm a damn a man who could take care of himself yeah. it's like you are no longer necessary you're, you're like you are <laughs> in that language yeah in that yeah. stupid language that he speaks in yeah. and so they go separate ways and, yeah. and uh, abraham's like find your own fucking way home then if you're so capable which we knew he wasn't right. going to really do that right. to him. No. Because he cares about him. He cares team. about him, and we find that out later yeah. when they are, get ambushed. Because Merritt Weaver, first of all, like yells across the train tracks that she finds a, 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 a car with a cooler in it. So she <sighs> thought there might be some medicine or something in it. And they're telling her, no, leave it. Because they're experienced. They've been out there long enough to know, forget it. Let's just it's keep just moving. It's just not worth moving. it. And she goes and she gets it. And she almost gets bitten by in a the walker because there's a walker in the driver's seat. She does that and she ends up getting one soda and then she soda. gives her what's it all mean like speech and the arrow through the eye. Yep. And then we meet Dwight. Dwight, who's also in the show. Who Daryl let go. And that's that episode where Daryl is split from the group yep. and he's in the forest and he's with those. They, they're not wolves. They're not saviors. They're they're just sort of like they're running away from Negan or something. Which is probably what they were doing. Yeah. And yeah. then they would they tie him up and everything. And then he ends up helping them. Yeah. And then they steal his bike. Then and, they turn on him yeah, at the end. Yeah, then they turn on Because they would sort of make a bond they agree to sort of work together yeah. for a moment and daryl saves them when the saviors come in that initial time right and there's that whole sequence with the greenhouse and the walkers yep. in the, in the yeah, fucking yeah, site, yeah. and the one girl gets eaten yep and then it's the two of them and daryl and daryl finds his bike or they find that giant uh gas truck yep oh right uh, yeah and then dwight turns on daryl and takes his fucking yeah. crossbow which is like you don't take daryl's crossbow motherfucker and that's what he uses to kill denise yep Daryl's crossbow. So he comes back and it's that same character, but half of his face is like melted, right? Like burned and singed. And that's true to the comic. There's a character named Dwight who's like Negan's right hand man. And his whole half of his face is like third degree burns. And he's always putting in eye drops into his Ooh. eye because his eyelids are gone. Oh, God. But they didn't do that in the in the show. But in the comic, Dwight doesn't have a past with the, with the group. There's no past with the group. So for them to tie that in and make it's that, it was good writing. I was impressed yeah. that they made that guy Dwight instead of just a whole new character because there's going to be some context to what happens in the future with Dwight because okay. Dwight becomes a player in, well, the, in the comics. Well, if they do it that way. I mean, probably what happened is when he left, he got his face burnt by Negan in that whole interaction when they were escaping. Yeah, that well, when they, what that's happened. probably what happened. Yeah. In, in the in the comic, he gets his face burnt for a different reason. Okay. And you f do find out why, but however they do it on the show, it, yeah. you know, it's probably what that was. You can't run away from the saviors and come back unpunished. Right, right. So here's Dwight, and he had ki and he kills Denise. He tells him he was aiming at Daryl, basically. And mm -hmm. then, and Eugene is captured, and they're going to kill. They want to take them back to Alexandria. They have Eugene, mm -hmm. and then Al and uh, Eugene does this sort of smart thing where he says he sees Abraham out in the off bushes. In the bushes, and yeah. he says, "Why don't you get one of our associates there first? And they go to look, and that's when Rosita and Daryl are able to overpower them, and they get the better well, of them. We should say first that fucking Eugene does a fucking Jaws oh, right. maneuver on Dwight's nutsack yeah, and he... just bites down on his dick and balls because <laughs> Dwight has Eugene on his knees like in execution position right. like I'm going to kill your friend on the train tracks if you guys don't surrender right. and then Eugene does the sort of little like 
diver, divergent, you know, diversion, diversion. Yeah. And because he sees Abraham and yep. Abraham gives him the nod. And you think that all of a sudden Eugene turns yellow and like throws Abraham I under the bus. He, I, well, you didn't. I didn't really, really mm. think that. I don't think you did, but it was, you know, a tactic. Right. And so, and then, yeah, then it comes like the freaking bear trap on Dwight's nutsack <laughs> <laughs> and then totally throws him off. Then they start shooting because Daryl and uh, Rosita both have their, you know, salt rifles yeah. or whatever. And there's a big shootout and Abraham's shooting. And so they sort of overtake those saviors. Yeah. And Dwight survives and, you know, Merritt Weaver's dead, but everyone else, uh, uh, you know, survives as well. Yeah. And it's just, this is one of the things I feel like in the last few episodes, they're, you know, they've been getting sloppy and cocky because yeah. there was the episode where they first meet Kung Fu Jesus, where um, Rick and Daryl do not realize what they that he's smarter than them. You know, and he, they he get the, them. he tricks them and yeah. they let that happen, though. That's shit yeah. on them. The two baddest of the asses. Yeah. Got tricked like easily by this random guy. Easily. But with fireworks, firecrackers. Yeah. You know, so and there's been and the fact that I don't know, there's been a bunch of stuff where I feel like they've just been not. Well, the fact that they went to the savior's compound without doing any recon on it, Mm -hmm. like that's not like like Rick is getting a little cocky. Like he keeps saying that in all the like episodes about how we'll take him, we'll take him because he's with Michonne now. He's like telling her, well, I'll take him, we'll take him. Well, and this world belongs to us. It's like. You don't even know. You don't know what you're up against at all. Yeah. And and they haven't, like, the old Rick, I feel like, would have, remember with the prison, how they did all that, like, watching and looking. And even with the governor, they, like, scoped it all out first. Like, all they did with that Savior's thing was take that one guy who had been there with them. Mm-hmm. And Kung Fu Jesus. And yeah. Kung Fu Jesus. But they didn't really ask any information. How many of them are there? How many compounds are there? They didn't even know like that nothing. that was an outpost. Like that was just a armory. Right. That where they invaded, where they that yeah yeah it was like an armory and there was like weed growing. Yeah. You know, just like one of many because in the comic there's like many outposts. Yeah. And then there's the saviors like HQ, which is huge and well fortified, <sighs> and we haven't even seen that yet. Don't you find that a little odd that? There's so many people out there alive and living in compounds that are huge in this world that we, I don't know. I just, there's something about that that sort of bothers me, you I think guess. it's like too, too much infrastructure? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, we've maybe, I mean, they're in Virginia now, not Georgia technically, right? Because Alexandria is Virginia. I don't no, know. In the comic, know. they're still in, they're still in Georgia. Georgia. In the comic. Well, I, if I don't they're know still if they in Georgia. If they're still in Georgia. I mean, they then, still film it in Georgia. Right. They still film it in Georgia. I was under the impression that they were actually in Virginia, but maybe I'm wrong we about that. We need someone to verify that. Yeah, we need that verified. But uh, wherever, if in fact they're still in Georgia, that's even more so like, how are there this many people that they never found before over the course of- It's a big state, you know. It's not that it's, big a state. I, I mean, mean no, they've covered a lot of ground, you know. That's true. Remember those guys from Philly that they killed with Herschel in the bar? I mean, yeah. there's probably a lot of traveling bands of scumbags. And, yeah, I don't and know. There's probably, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it, yeah, you could argue because there's in the, in the comic, uh, you know, keep bringing up the comic, but there's a whole other compound group called the Kingdom that's like near in Alexandria. Addition? In addition to the Saviors and Alexandria and the Hilltop. And, and the hilltop. Yeah. 
and Kung Fu Jesus knows of this kingdom and it's okay. really, it's close enough to get there by car. Yeah. So it's within, I don't know. And I don't know how do you choose and who's in charge and how there's not constant warfare. Well, I guess there is. Well, but they've done lots of runs. They're constantly doing runs. I don't know. Anyways. You I think they'd come across each other I feel more. like they'd come across each other more. That's just, yeah, I do. But yeah, I mean, especially, fair. especially with, you know, him having this many men. I mean, he has a lot of men. You're talking Negan. about Negan. Yeah, there's a lot of saviors. I yeah, mean, there's, there's endless. Tons. They killed, how many did they kill? Well, they, they killed, killed like a whole 30 outpost. or 40. And then the, the girls killed a whole ton. They killed like eight of them. Yeah. But, then, but then what about Daryl with the... The uh, ones on the road. On the road, yeah. Then the ones that they killed with the Merritt Weaver scene with Eugene. That they was killed, a bunch. They killed like five. And then the ones in this most recent with episode Carol. that Carol killed. Yeah, it, that's almost lot. like a town of people. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There's they, like a town, a large town of people. Yeah, that are all under this psychopath. Yeah. Negan. And how did that happen? I want to I know more about how that happened. Maybe we're going to find out. I don't know. They don't let you find out. I haven't, they haven't really done like a history of the saviors in the comic. Mm. They don't really show. I, I don't know. I don't know how that happens. You know, how does, you know, how do kings become kings and, you know. But we're in a apocalyptic world with people who are, can barely survive, you know. So that's why it's, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. Well, it's sort of me. like a liberty that you take, I guess, as a writer creating a world, like world yeah. creating as a whole. You could take a class on world creating and you would have to take certain liberties just to keep the story going. Because if everyone is at like the road, if everyone was really like the road, Cormac McCarthy, where it's like you yeah. have one gun with two bullets Fair. and every, it's all scorched earth. Yeah. Like, there's no new characters introduced. There's no right. There's no food. Like you know. Right. Uh, I mean that that's that movie and that book are incredible, but it's a whole different post-apocalyptic scenario. It's the worst. It's the worst but, one. It's and, the worst by far. And there's no zombies. It's just you know, like, go see the movie The Road and read the book. Yeah. Because fuck me, that is it. This it makes this one look like fucking Disneyland. Yeah. Really? It's so, it's beyond upsetting. I still like am haunted by that. That actually. movie's incredible. Yeah. And it's Vigo Mort- Mortensen. Yeah, who's one of the best. Yeah, and the dude in The Wire, and that, uh, he has the, that, the black guy with the giant scar across his face. He's in it. Oh, yeah, and Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman? In The Road? Yeah. No. Yes. When? He's the old man. There's no old man in the road. Yeah, he meets an old man on the road. No, that's Robert Duvall. Oh, Robert Duvall. Why did I say Dustin Hoffman? I meant uh, Robert Duvall. And Charlize Theron plays his wife in the yeah. flashbacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, so go see the road. Yeah. yeah I don't know why I said that. But it, I, I just think, I don't know. I mean, I... I, I get what you're saying. And... I don't know how much that matters to well, me. Well, no, it's... So we always talk about we, you'll, you'll buy in a fantasy anything... You'll buy it if it's within the constraints of the universe it's set up. That it's been created in. Right. Yeah. And I guess I feel a little bit like this question for me is outside of the constraints that they set this universe up. But You mean it, all the different compounds is? Yeah. I, I, I guess so. Because, yeah, it's like there's been Woodbury. Yeah. There's been the prison. Right. There's been... Uh, what was it? Was, was there another one where the, that the governor met up with? And then he killed them all yeah. and took over. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that, one. that group. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, people survive. I don't know. I just well, in any case, I'd like to learn more about how that was all set up, and maybe we'll find out. I mean, there's a lot that's going to happen on this new episode, and there's a lot that's going to happen next season. Like the yeah. way they're going to leave it, there's going to be so much ahead for this next season. It makes me wonder how long they will continue doing the show. Right. But we should talk about this most recent episode. Yeah. Which uh, Carol. which is Carol on the road, and Rick and Daryl looking for her. You or no, Rick and Morgan looking for her. And also, dummy moves, by the way. A whole bunch of them leave Alexandria. Yeah, like, they pretty Darryl much all runs off to go look for her. On the bike by himself. By himself, like a dumbass. And then someone, who goes after him? Well, Rosita goes with them. And Glenn. Glenn and, and Rosita Glenn. go. And, and Michonne. And Michonne. So they're best warriors out there. And then Rick and Morgan, Morgan go. So all of their best fighters. Well, Daryl goes to go to where Merritt Weaver died. Oh, because see, he's looking for Dwight. Yeah, he wants to go kill Dwight. Yeah. Because he has a personal vendetta, and right. that comes up to bite him in the fucking ass yeah. by the end of the episode. See, stupid move. Stupid move, man. Like, yeah. Control yourself, man. She's dead, you know? But he blames himself for letting Dwight live in the in the prior episode, so he has this f- fucking chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And then Michonne and Glenn and Rosita all go out looking for Daryl, which also ends up biting the fucking ass. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, Morgan and Rick are out actually looking for Carol. And they have kind of a, a talk about their different philosophies where we know that Morgan won't kill anymore and Rick doesn't understand that. And, Rick and Morgan, sorry, Morgan makes like this whole roundabout point about why he left the, let the wolf live and the wolf mm. ends up saving Denise oh. who saves Carl. And so if he hadn't have let the person live, Carl might not be alive today. And, yeah. and, and all those things are true, but you got to like, you're taking a lot of liberties. Yeah. Like Denise might've survived on her own. You know, the wolf right. might've not let Denise live. The wolf might've killed everybody. Right. Like, so it's like, a, it's a decent point, but I don't know if it's enough to argue that you just can't kill anybody in this universe. And Rick doesn't see it that well. I don't know what he thinks. I mean, he basically Morgan decides convinces him to let him keep looking for Carol alone, which isn't entirely. Oh yeah, crazy. Morgan leaves. We should say yeah, by Morgan the end of the leaves. episode. But we should we also skipped ahead of the moment where Carol's confronted by a pickup truck full of saviors. Yep. And she's driving in a car that she took from the fortification of Alexandria. Mm-hmm. So there's like these spikes and shit sticking out of it. It's a real fucking sight for sore eyes kind of car. Yeah. And she gets stopped and there's this confrontation and Carol gets out of the car and she starts the hyperventilating. Yeah. She's like, please don't do this. And I'm from nowhere. I'm Nancy from Aberdeen or whatever. And like, they're like, yeah, sure you are. I think you're from Alexandria. Yeah. Like, they instantly have a beat on her. And sure enough, Carol has something up her sleeve. <laughs> literally. <laughs> Quite literally, yeah. And she, I don't, that's the other funny thing. It's just like a little thing that tw- tweaked me because she like opens up on the cab, like the whole truck through her sleeve. So it's like yeah. she had like some small automatic high caliber pistol in her sleeve. And yeah. we don't see what it is, but you see like her sleeve all t- like tattered up right. and shot through. But I kind of wanted yeah, to see. Yeah, this is a rifle. No, it couldn't have been an, a rifle. But it, it behaved like one. Yeah, it was the used as it was a shot. It would have yeah. been like an automatic pistol, like yeah. a 10 millimeter automatic pistol. Okay. But you couldn't fit that in the sleeve of a Carhartt no. jacket. So, like, is it like, I don't know. I know you were really bugged was, by that. Because she just literally raises her one hand because she has the rosary in one hand. And then she goes to like, okay, I surrender. And then she just 
crap. Yeah. Like, remember, Which was cool. It was really cool. And she kills like all except for two of them in, yeah. in an instant. In one sweeping instant. Yeah. They're all like wiped out, like riddled. Yeah. Like in RoboCop 3 where he has the machine gun arm. Right. Remember that whole thing? Yep. That's literally what it reminded me of. Like yeah. the damage she was able to do with like one spray of this. Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. It just seemed like I, I, I kind of wanted taking to some liberties. I just wanted to see a reveal. Like maybe yeah. she doctored this gun to fit in there. I was like, okay, right. Sure. Wow. Smart Carol, you know, I yeah. don't know, but just to like, you fit all that in your sleeve. Okay. Right. That fucking like gnarly ass, <laughs> like rifle weapon in your sleeve. huh? <laughs> they have those in the apocalypse, do they? <laughs> you know? But regardless, so there's a couple guys that are still alive and Carol offs the one guy and then like sticks a freaking spike through the other yeah, guy. Yeah, viciously. And- I mean, you can see, you see that she's still Carol who can take care of herself. Well, she's like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah. do this. And then like, oh, we don't want to do this. Trust us. You're going to wish we didn't do right, this. Right. And then she fucking opens up on him. And then Rick and Morgan come upon the, the, the scene, site, the yeah. murder scene. And there's one guy that survives that we don't know that starts to tail Rick and Morgan. Right. That was a savior who's hiding yeah, in the bushes. Yeah, we don't know what's going to happen there. I mean, clearly he's probably going to end up with... Because when Morgan leaves, he's off to find Carol. They sort of followed her trail thinking she was injured. And they come upon a barn. Yeah, and there's some guy And who, there's a guy in the barn. Yeah. And the guy had like a, a hilltop weapon. It was like a spear. Like oh, a, right. a forged spear with a metal you know, blade at the end. Okay, yeah. And then he runs away. And then between them, Rick's, they're going to chase him. Then there's a bunch of walkers. And Rick goes to shoot him and Morgan like pushes his arm away. Right. And that's when they have the other conversation about live and let live and all this shit. Yeah. And then Morgan decides to leave and he says, don't come after me. And then Rick's like, are you going to come back? He said, yes, but don't come after me. If I don't. If I don't yeah. come back. You know? Well, he's probably the one to go get Carol because she's clearly... The two of them have sort of a meeting of the minds finally, you know, and I got to say the way this was crafted from the beginning of the like that incredible episode. I mean, I'll still say it. All three episodes featuring Morgan, the pilot, Clear and the episode with him and the actor, incredible actor who you find it when Morgan becomes he comes like, like the Karate Kid, man. Yeah, th- those three episodes are probably the best episodes on the entire show. They're and definitely favorites. They're favorites. and But the way they sort of crafted that, and then he got to Alex- Alexandria, and then the big blowout confrontation with Him Carol. Him and Carol and the wolf. And then to turn that into an arc where Carol comes around to Morgan's perspective, it's really good writing. And then to Morgan, Morgan comes clean with Rick and says, look, I captured that wolf. Mm-hmm. I could have killed him once in the forest. I could have could, killed him again in the house after the wolves invaded. And then I, I didn't kill him both times. I lock him in the thing and he almost kills Mary. Like Morgan tells Rick the whole story. Yeah. And then he launches into how, you know, inadvertently Carl's still alive because of this. Right. And yeah. Rick sort of sees it. Uh, you know, I, I don't think Rick's not 100 mm, percent. He's not buying it. No. You know, but he definitely listens and says goodbye, friend, and they leave on good terms, right. and they still have like the brotherhood thing, which is cool. And then cut to Daryl in the woods, and Mich- Michonne and the three of them find him. Yep. And then while uh, Daryl runs off again, he Glenn and Rosita get captured. No, Rosita's with Daryl. Because Rosita says, I can't go back either. So she goes with Daryl, oh. and then Michonne and Glenn are together. And Glenn has the come to Jesus speech, which is what I'm concerned about. With Michonne? <laughs> yes. Yeah. He has a what's it all mean speech. 
And we all got thrown together. I mean, he totally has the what's it all mean speech. Yeah, he And does. we know those, you know, spoilers, spoilers, but spoilers. those who read the comics know that Glenn's the one who gets killed by Negan. Viciously. Viciously. Brutally. And so we don't, you know, they've done this. They, we don't know if it's going to be him, but. For sure. I think it is because he had the come to Jesus speech. And I think it is just because it's such an epic moment in the book that for them to variate from it would be kind of fucked up yeah. kind of like you know you gotta do that scene as hard to read as it was and hard, yeah. hard to watch as it will be it's so important and they also do the whole thing with maggie getting her hair cut short she cuts her hair short ripley style mm-hmm. and like not that short but like she goes into like boss mode she's yep. becoming she's getting more responsibilities yep. taking on a leadership role she's getting closer to enid because in the book uh maggie's taking care of sophia Sophia never dies, oh, right. hasn't died in the book. And so Maggie's like adopted mother. And now there's a sort of sisterhood between Maggie and Enid. And yeah. Enid's the one who cuts her hair. Yeah. And then one, as Glenn is being captured and restrained with Rosita, Maggie has these like labor pains yeah. or, or pregnancy pains. So there's a lot of the little signs that going on right now. Well, also the episode in which they go and they take down the armory of the saviors. Yeah. Glenn is the one who looks at the pictures of guys' heads bashed in. I, I, I mean, all I signs. think all signs. I think there's a bunch of stuff that has been signs. I mean, it's going to be heartbreaking if it is Glenn, but it does sort of seem like they're gearing up to that. Like you said, with the Maggie and with, I don't know. There's it will if they do this with Glenn. If they kill Glenn, it will do what they like to do, which is an about turn, and everything will change again. Because the dynamic, the yeah. group dynamic, yeah. Like when Tyrese died, and yep. yeah, there's a yeah, it's true, and it's a shame we've said because he is one of the last remaining like OGs of it as far as being um, of season one. Yeah. Survivor. He's a season one. Fr- and we've loved him from the minute we heard his voice over the... Like, over the, yeah, intercom and in the, yeah, the walkie-talkie. In the, yeah, in the, in the tank. Yeah. And he's our favorite pizza delivery guy. And he's evolved so much as a character and an actor. I mean, he's really been incredible. So Yeah, he should be okay as an actor. He's been in the show six seasons, all six seasons. Yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely got a good run. Yeah. And I think this is the best way for him to go out, if he does go out. It's pretty fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's heartbreaking, but it's it's fantastic. I mean, it's intense storytelling. Well, there's been a spoiler rumor going around the internet, which is that they aren't going to let us know which character dies in the season finale. They're going to show the bat coming at them from their point of view. And so we won't know till season seven who it was. Like season, the uh, start, the yeah. start of season seven. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they did do that, I could see them doing that for television. Yeah. I guess. But we'll all, we all have a good idea. It'll be Glenn. Yeah. I don't know why they would do that just to be like, yeah, it was Glenn. You right. know what I mean? Unless they really plan to do someone different. Because we should say, uh, at the end of this episode, once Dwight captures them again, yeah, because uh, what's it? Who's captured? Rosita and the three of them are well. Captured. No, the, uh, Michonne and Glenn are captured, and then Daryl and Rosita are trying to save them. I thought Daryl was by himself. He, no, Rosita went off with him. With him, yeah, because Daryl sees them tied up. 
He sees him tied up and Glenn's sort of going, no, 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 don't no. come get us. And then Dwight has a, emerges emerges, and he's on Daryl and they capture them. And then Dwight shoots. Da- well, we think he shoots Daryl. Well, he definitely shoots yeah. him, but we don't know where. But Dwight does say, hey, it's just a flesh wound. Or he says, he says you'll be all right. You'll be all right. But they show the blood splatter on the camera. And that's the last frame of the yeah. show of the episode. So there's already sort of some attention suspense left from that episode it'd be crazy for them to kill daryl instead of glenn i don't know nah, i think it's a red herring yeah i really do i think they're just because of course everybody's like don't kill daryl dixon but they're not gonna no it's not gonna be him i think it's gonna be glenn sadly yeah sadly uh but i think it's the best choice i mean i think just yeah, who else would it be? For that scene, man. It's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. But you you really get introduced to Negan from zero to a hundred. Like yeah. this guy is way worse than the governor. Yeah. Way, way worse than the governor. At least the governor pretended to be like the civil leader right. initially. And then slowly but surely becomes more and more of a psychopath. Like yeah. Negan from the jump is a fucking sociopath, narcissist, psycho. Yeah. And it just gets worse. Boy, it's going to be tough. I, I mean, it's going to be tough if they drag it out over the summer. There's going to be all this speculation. Yeah, it will be great for ratings. I'm sure they will do that. That's probably what they're going to do. But um, it's going to be oh, – I'm going to be really sad to – remember the episode where he drove the car, the red car with the horn blowing the whole time? He was still kind of like a little kid. In season one. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a big moment for the, his character. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be sad. But we have a busy day Sunday, speaking of this Sunday. We do. We have a crazy cocktail party, so we're going to be half drunk by the time we get, <laughs> we get to the, the episode. For the episode. Shout out to Matt Bianconello, our, our dear friend. friend. Yep, you can listen to our interviews with him. He's probably one of the best bartenders in the world. He's really not a bartender. He's a bar chef. He's basically coined that term, and uh, he's got a, his book is coming out called Eat Your Drink. And we will be there uh, for his book signing and also there he's going to be Tasting. doing some pairings with uh, food pairings with his cocktails. Yeah, which is going to I'm really excited because we've been to a couple of his what do they call those pop ups? Yeah, where they use a restaurant for the day and he does all original drinks with diff- original fresh like picked from yeah. the freaking side of a fucking mountain. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like, he climbed a mountain and got the one flower. Yeah, the sage flower of like <laughs> Vendaloo. Or hey, whatever. that's bad. He probably would. I mean, there's this is going to be at the Cook's Garden by HGEL. Uh, it's 1033 Abbott Kenny Boulevard, Venice, California. Yeah. And uh, we'll be there at noon listening he's, to yeah. him talk and drinking his drinks and he's having doing some a, courses. What's he doing? He's doing a lunch and a dinner service. So if you can't, if it's lunch is sold out, maybe try to get a dinner ticket. Well, he's doing, it's not lunch and dinner. It's doing courses. So he's doing from 12 to 6, uh, like six courses. And the first half is the first three courses and the second half are the, the following three So you courses. can buy a ticket for both or for either one. Yeah. And you get a copy of his book with the ticket. Yes, signed copy. Signed copy. And he's also, I don't know if this is a secret or not, but he has a TV show maybe coming out. Yes, I, I don't think we can talk about it yet, but uh, well, he, it's a deser- it's a pi- he deserves a TV show. Absolutely. Well, it's a show, man. Like yeah. just talking to the guy, his depth of knowledge and doing it from scratch in Hollywood at the freaking Roosevelt 
hotel like yeah he the guy's a show man i mean if these other jamoke people on life channel and shit who are like the donut king and like all this bullshit <laughs> you know like he could have a he could, it's a show his, yeah. his whole freaking process is a, is a show oh, he's so. incredible and we went we, we went to high school together I've you him, you and him did yeah in boston yeah not you and i no we did not <laughs> i'd be like the, the home ec baby like <laughs> doing it changing my diaper <laughs> if that was the case yeah, so shout out to Matthew Bianconello. Uh, we can't wait to go to that the book signing, and we can't wait to talk about it. And and then talk about The Walking Dead, too. So yes. we're going to be built up, and then we're going to be brought down. Yeah, I know. It's okay. It'll be a fun day. It'll and we also, we, have, we were trying to squeeze in, we got a press invite to uh, a screening of Richard Linklater's new film, but we might not be able to make it though. But yeah. I still want to see this movie. You guys should go see it. It's like the sequel to Dazed and Confused. Yep. And we actually, he was on Conan last night. We watched that interview and I want to see this movie, but I don't know if we'll have time to fit it in between Matt's book. Uh, book release and then this finale because yeah. we got to see that live man you know and we got to watch the talking dead because norman's on it and robert I kirkman's know. on it and it's so it's a big day sunday's a big day for sunday's us. a big day and then we should also say that next weekend april 7th through the 10th is emerald city comic-con in seattle one of our favorite cons That's, to go to yeah we've been to a bunch now in a bunch of different places we also should we shout out WonderCon because yeah. we did that last weekend and it was an la convention Center, so we didn't really go anywhere, but it's it was, it was in Anaheim, Anaheim last year, and I sort of scaled down because I think the LA yeah. Convention Center is a bit smaller than the Anaheim. It Convention definitely Center. is, but it was yeah. still a great show, great cosplay, great exhibits. There mm-hmm. was, uh, and we went to a DC panel in which they unveiled all of their new cover art for the Rebirth line, D- DC Rebirth. They announced all the new writers and artists too, mm-hmm. and all the new storylines. They had, they literally, it was like a big press conference. Yeah. And it was live stream. It was really well produced, we Incredibly should say. Incredibly well. Jim Lee was there, Dan Daddio was there, and Jeff Johns was there. Yeah. And they're all like the CEO, CFO, COO of DC. Yeah. Of DC's comic division or yeah. whatever, however it breaks down. And they, yeah, it was really neat. They, they brought out all the different artists for all the different lines. There's a, you know, there's a, a new Superman, all-star Superman. There's all-star Batman, which uh, Scott Snyder's doing with uh, John Brasita Jr. Mm-hmm. Who's, you know, the son of the legendary comic book artist. And they sort of go and they give you a little idea of the story breakdown. There's a new Suicide Squad. There's a new uh, Green Lantern. Yeah. And, and it's all under the title of Rebirth. Yep. And they show us a lot, some of the cover art and concept art for each one as the each uh, artist or writer is talking about these new lines. It was a really cool press conference. It was conference. super cool. You can see the cover art on our website at heraldmodcast.com. We've got a bunch of samples of what we saw and it was really yeah, impressive. There's a new Flash. There's a new Wonder Woman. You know, there's a new... Supergirl's getting her own comic. Supergirl's getting her own one. The... Uh, they're like Kid Flash, not Kid Flash, but like Wonder Wonder Boy and uh, and Bat Boy. They're doing a thing like Bruce Wayne and Clark Kent's yep. sons. Yeah. They're, they're having their own yeah. thing. Suicide Squad. Jim Lee is right is uh, writing or drawing the new Suicide he's Squad. He's drawing the new. Yeah, I don't know how that guy sleeps. I mean, he's he's going to be at Emerald City Comic Con. He was at WonderCon. He's at everywhere, and, and he's an he editor. To, yeah, and they're DC. doing like two a week of this. Yeah, bi monthly. Yeah. And he's he's at the helm of the Suicide Squad this time. Oh, it's bi monthly. Okay, they're doing well. They're doing a ton of them. They're doing they're doing the content that they're pumping out, and it all starts in. 
I believe, May and June because they've got a DC Universe. Oh, and the big news from that for comic book fans was that DC announced that they're dropping all of their comic book prices to two ninety nine each. Yep. And that includes the 80-page book of the new DC Universe Rebirth. Yeah. And they show us the cover of that, and it's all the Justice League going towards this giant, like, thunderbolt bolt of lightning, and there's a character on the inside. It almost looks like, uh, what is it, the creator? Yeah. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it does. does. And you don't see who's inside that giant, like, pulsing ball of light, but, like, it's Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, and they're all sort of surging towards Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman. Yeah, like the whole Justice League. Yeah. And, like, Hawk Girl, maybe, and stuff. But, uh, yeah, so they kept showing that picture, and it looks really cool. And yeah. I, I, I would get two ninety nine for the eight for eighty page That's first insane. issue. I'll That's buy insane. it. Insane, yeah. You know, and there's new Harley Quinn coming out. You know, yep. It's I'm excited. I'm excited. So that was that was kind of the highlight of WonderCon, and uh, they had donuts in the shape of D and C that they were giving out. That was cool. That yeah, was cool, man. <laughs> and like, they did a really nice job. We also had uh, we got we interviewed Seth Laterman of Comic Con HQ talking about their new SVOD service. Uh, that launches on May 7th. You can check that interview out on our website. It's really worth checking out because they talk all about how there's going to be 24-24 live streaming content from from, uh, Comic-Con with their partnership with Lionsgate. So check that out too. Really cool stuff. And he was a really great guy. Smart guy. Really knows the ins and outs of the business. And listen to it because it makes perfect sense. Yeah. And there was a really cool booth on the showroom floor. Yes. That they had. They're sort of showing the way it's going to work and it's going to be more interactive than something like Hulu or, you know, it's going to be competitive. Yep. They're, they're, they want to make this very competitive and reasonable uh, competitive pricing and stuff. You know? And if you go to their website right now, ComicConHQ.com, uh, you can sign up for the beta, which comes out May 7th, and you will have free access all the way through Comic-Con in July. Yep. Which is pretty incredible. He wants to see, he wants people to see how it's going to work live with their biggest con in the world. Yeah, you know, so it, it makes perfect sense. They're doing all the right things with this so far. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited actually. You know, just Me to see too. something that can compete with Hulu and Netflix and stuff because they're going to have original content and uh, licensed stuff, yeah, catalog stuff. So it's exciting. Yeah, it was a good show. WonderCon it was cool in LA, and we'd have to travel far. It yeah, was, you know, it was. 40 minutes instead of three hours or overnight or a fucking flight or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which we're doing next weekend. Which is, I love Seattle and, yeah. I, and we're staying like right next to the convention center this time. So we're like going to be right with all the cosplayers Yay. getting out of the hotel, cover, you know, dressed to the nights and shit. It's fun. So stay tuned for some cool pictures. Yep. Cool pictures and cool podcasts. And lots of shout outs. So uh, that does it for us this week. Stay tuned for our Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice review. We liked it. Don't listen to the view reviews, but we'll review it and you can hear what we had to say. And uh, stay tuned for our season six finale of The Walking Dead recap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, all of that. All of that. All right. We'll see you, jerks. See you, jerks. See you, jerks.